Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Rangers Review Morning Briefing for Tuesday, the 20th of December. Christmas is fast approaching, and Rangers are fast approaching because tonight, of course, the big one at Petaudry is Rangers take on Aberdeen in the Scottish Premiership. We'll look ahead to all of that uh, and more. Before we do that, um, just a reminder, we've got our Christmas offer on just now, just uh, £1 for two months' worth of content. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details. Loads of you taking advantage of it as well, so thank you very much for doing so. And Johnny McFarlane joins me. You want to you butt in there, Johnny? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butt in. I'm just going to say... Fabulous gift as well is the annual subscription, which you can give us a, give us a gift. So highly recommend people to do that and uh, obviously help support, support us as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, great deals on just now, folks. Uh, head over, as I mentioned, rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Colin Cooper gets in touch. <laughs> Yeah, it's great to have Johnny back on as we look ahead to the, the big one tonight. Um, lots to talk about, Johnny. Um, um, we'll touch on um, what came out of the press conference yesterday. Another very interesting press conference uh, involving Michael Beale. Leon King was also put up for uh, the media. One of the big takeaways, uh, I think, we'll touch on is uh, an update on Ryan Jack. You wrote a piece on the website yesterday that the sort of dilemma facing the Rangers manager as to whether to offer um, Ryan Jack, a new deal. Uh, Michael Beale was speaking uh, about him uh, in the, the, the written section of the uh, press conference, which comes out later on. Uh, the broadcast section is what you can see on our YouTube channel, folks. But um, talking about Ryan Jack, he says, uh, in playing Ryan in the first game and him scoring against Hibs, he's doing everything he can. But obviously I showed what I think of Ryan by selecting him in my first game. In the last few months, for different reasons, Ryan has not always been available. So at the moment, he's just focusing on enjoying his football and being available. He was asked a question, he answered it honestly, and I will as well, talking about his contract situation. At this moment in time, Ryan Jack is in the best 11 players at Rangers. Why wouldn't you want to keep Ryan Jack? Um, this sounds positive from the manager uh, towards uh, Jack. Johnny, we all know his injury problems over the last uh, few years. Um, in terms of... A new deal, I think he's certainly won. I wouldn't be surprised to see him sign a new contract. I see a lot of chatter where, I think I've mentioned this before, where a possible pay-as-you-play deal may be uh, best suited for Rangers because he has missed large chunks uh, of games over the last uh, couple of seasons. Um, but it's a dilemma facing Michael Beal, isn't it? On his, on his day, Ryan Jack is a key component of this team, but it's just when he's available. Yeah, that's the problem with Ryan Jack is the in injury situation that he's gone through in recent years. If you look back in 1920, uh, a season that was curled, as we know, it was finished by email. He performed 39 times, sc scoring five goals and notching up four assists. Pr pretty good um, return, return there, contribution every four games for a guy who play a more defensive role at times. The, the problem is, once you, go, once you go into more recent seasons, 2021, of course... Um, you start to look at the 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 twenty four games, Derek, uh, that he played there, and if you go into twenty twenty two, which is of course last season, actually twenty two games. Now, yeah. to right to right right. It's, it's, uh, Colin's here saying that it's, you're you're jumping a little bit the the stream there, but when you're spared off, it's a mic issue. Um, I don't know if that can be. Uh, 
mm. remedied on air. Um, but just jumping uh, a little bit, uh, Tunnock says uh, audio issues. You know, let me, I'll leave you, Derek, to answer some questions and I'll come back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll carry on just now, folks. Um, yeah, Johnny's away. Sorry, he's a. Uh, whatever the issue is there, uh, joins away to uh, get it sorted. But yeah, Ryan Jack, speaking about him yesterday, Michael Beal, uh, with regards to a new contract. What do you think, folks? Uh, do you think he's uh, he should be uh, awarded with a, a new deal? It's certainly something that is stirring debate. There's no doubt about it. William West, it sounds like a robot. <laughs> it looks like we might be getting Johnny back uh, shortly, folks. Um, but let us know in the comments whether you think uh, Ryan Jack uh, does it, is deserving of a new deal. We've got Johnny back. Uh, this oh, he's on. He's on mute now. He's on mute now. Sorry, I'm back now. Yes, that's a lot better. Does it work? I've I've unplugged it and replugged it back in. That's that's all you had to do. The old uh, switch off and back on again has, has done the trick, Johnny. So you're, yeah, you're back in the game. There. Apologies, you're, you're about Ryan Jack. Yes. Yeah, sorry, he was going, he was going through Rack stats and, and um, said he thirty ninety nine. It's jumping again. It's jumping again, Johnny. Uh, um, I don't know if it's best. Uh, let uh, me. I'll go, go away and come on, Derek. With yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. On uh, a different, different stream. I don't know what we're on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem at all. Uh, we'll carry on. Uh, 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 we'll, we'll soldier on, folks. Uh, just. <laughs> Tensil says, Johnny, good when he's fit. <laughs> oh, how ironic. Um, right, listen, yeah, Ryan Jack is certainly is. Uh, that, that's what Michael Beale said about him yesterday. Uh, some of the other big talking points from the, the press conference uh, as well. Very interesting, as I mentioned earlier on, Michael Beale, you, you, you're getting a lot of information uh, from these press conferences. There's no um, question about it. Um, other points he does make, Talked about a squad update. Connor Golson will be back in contention for tonight. Uh, it didn't go as far as saying whether he will be playing, um, but he's back in the squad uh, for tonight's game at Pataudry. He touched on Borna Barisic. Uh, he says he's back in Croatia at the moment uh, and he should be available for the Motherwell game on the 28th of December. Uh, and Stephen Davis has been sent away for a scan uh, after landing awkwardly in training. He says it's only a slight issue, but he won't be available Available, sorry, for tonight's game. And neither will Antonio Cholak. Uh, Michael Beale says he'll be uh, available on Friday, all things being well. So that is it. The squad news update on, on who should uh, play this evening. Uh, and let us know, he did touch on uh, Michael Beale about having centre-backs uh, available as well. Uh, will Ben Davis possibly start the game? Uh, or, or will Connor Golson come in from the cold and start after uh, well, his first appearance, of course, since uh, hobbling off against Liverpool in that Champions League match at Ibrox back in October. Let's get to some of the comments coming in uh, here just now. Jim McCarroll says, uh, you guys must enjoy Beale's honesty and openness at press conference. Yeah, it's, it's going to see it's a breath of fresh air, Jim, but it's, it, it is refreshing to, to, um, to, to speak to him in, in his press conferences. He does give up a, a lot of information, but interesting uh, information as well. And uh, I guess as fans, that's what we want to hear. Um, you want to listen to the, the, the Rangers manager and what he's got to say. I've got Johnny back. There he's there. Third time lucky. <laughs> Jolly good. Uh, so fingers well, I'm crossed. I'm on my phone now. Hopefully this works. That's, yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Well, it was plain sailing from here on in. Um, right. Ryan Jack, well, you want to uh, uh, add your, uh, your piece to that, Johnny? Yeah, for the for the third time, sorry. <laughs> um, 39 appearances in 1920, 24 
in 2021 and then 22 in uh, 21-22. Uh, so obviously there's a a serious issue over the last few seasons with Ryan Jack. However, he has played 15 games so far this season, so he's well on course to to smash what he's been doing in the last uh, couple of years. I think if you look at Ryan Jack's performances in the big games for Rangers, last season he scores the decisive goal, not the winner, but the decisive goal in the Scottish Cup final. He is absolutely imperative to that run to Seville. It literally wouldn't have happened if Giovanni Van Bronckhorst hadn't found that midfield base with Ryan Jack and uh, John Lundstrom. So we know that he's still got it. It's just whether or not you think the amount yeah. of games he's playing makes it worthwhile. If you can do some sort of deal with him where it's pay-as-you-play or it's a, it's it's taken into account the fact that he's probably only going to play 25 to 35 games, I, th- I think you would want to keep Ryan Jack around. And I'm not surprised that Michael Beale said what he said in the presser yesterday because he's still a very, very good player. And he showed that against Hibs, played 90 minutes uh, and was absolutely dominant in that second half. Uh, listen, in terms of technical ability, I think um, Glenn Kamara obviously tops Ryan Jack, but there's few midfielders in that squad that have the ability to do pretty much everything. And, and Ryan Jack's one of those guys, you know, he can score a goal, he can get up and down, he can sit and control a game from the base of midfield, he can increase the tempo or decrease the tempo. And I think it says a lot with the amount of talent that Scotland have in that midfield area, that Steve Clark goes to Ryan Jack whenever he's fit and puts him straight back in that team. Mm. And I actually thought Scotland at, at the Euros, Derek, I thought the player they missed more than any other was Ryan Jack. Because Carl McGregor, Billy Gilmore, these guys are all nice ball players, very good going forward, not the most defensively minded. Ryan Jack has got that, not just that technical ability to handle the ball, but he's got the discipline, the tactical discipline, where he's told what to do, he does it. Uh, and that, that that's a very valuable thing for a manager, especially in a league like Scotland, where um, it's going to be games... Uh, in Europe, especially for a team like Rangers, where he's going to have to change his game up a little bit, game to game. Uh, if yeah. you're playing Celtic, if you're playing in Europe, if you're going to Pataudry or whatever. Um, he's got the ability to do that and still be a, a key player. So, so I understand why there's some people who don't agree with it, who don't think it's right. Personally, Derek, I would I would wait uh, a few more months and just say to Ryan Jack, look, we'll, we'll make a decision in March or whatever, see how you're feeling. But, but you know, as it stands, we want you to stay, and then you can you can make a judgment call. Um, but but I, I wouldn't be uh, throwing the baby out with the bathwater and getting rid of Ryan Jack necessarily, unless um, it, it becomes yeah. apparent that he's going to play less games than he's been playing. I said this in my piece yesterday. I'll just finish on this, Derek. I don't think the pressure on Ryan Jack is the same if Rangers have an adequate squad depth in midfield. The problem here is Rangers are two men short in that area for me. Two aggressive, young, box-to-box types who can add a bit of energy in that area. And I think if you've got that, you don't have to rely on Ryan Jack for that. You can be a little bit more smart about how you're using him and and allow him to probably manage his body a little bit better. Yeah. Um, let's get to some of the comments coming in here. Uh, positive vibes. 
put Johnny on a pay-as-you-say deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Chris Smith, another interesting point from the, the press conference yesterday. Uh, the interesting point, Chris, is a great news about Hadji too. Looking forward to his return. Uh, Michael Beale did touch on Yanis Hadji uh, and gave us an update as to when we can expect him uh, to return. Uh, he says... Um, uh, he'll play a big role when he's fit. He's a player I have a lot of belief in. I think he's a very good player in this league. Uh, I would say mid to back end of January uh, for when he's going to return to full training. He's in light training with the group on the pose at the moment, doing a lot of work in isolation in terms of building his fitness. He's been a year out. There's a lot of muscle loss and things like that that he has to go through. Um, but we're just delighted. It's great for the group that he's out there. He's very well liked, and if you can get him back towards the back end of January to the start of February, we'll be delighted because he'll be available for at least 15 to eight, the last 15 to 18 games of the season. Um, that sort of ties in what we expected with Yanis Hadji, Johnny. Um, but again, it's the old cliche, he'll be like a new player when he comes back. He offers something, he offers Rangers a little bit, something different, although it'll be, it remains to be seen where he'll, be, where he'll play because um, I think the experiment of playing him out wide right should be uh, consigned to history because that never worked. Uh, it would be interesting. To, Ranger, Michael Beale might have a bit of a headache as to who he plays in that sort of attacking midfield number 10 role. Yeah, all of a sudden, under Michael Beale and with a slight adaptation to the formation, this Ranger squad looks like it's built for the manager. Yeah. Because you've got Lowry, you've got Tillman, you've got Hadji coming back. We're going to have a lot more from Hadji on the website. Joshua was lucky enough to spend... Um, a bit of time with Haji uh, yesterday at the training grounds. Uh, it was like twins. People didn't know which was, which one was which. Um, but that will be coming to the website. Josh is writing that up today, and it'll be coming to the website later on this week. So a great exclusive sit down and, and, and yeah. a lot of detail um, when you when you read that piece. So I'm uh, looking forward to getting my eyes on that, and I think it'll be a terrific one uh, if you go to the website and subscribe. You'll obviously have full access to that. And also one last thing, Derek. We always go on about the website and subscribing to the website, but um, that's a big support to us uh, and keeps us going uh, doing this, um, which we offer for free. But also, if you're on watching us now and you haven't subscribed to YouTube, hit that subscribe button. It'll give you notifications when we go live and is massively important to helping us uh, drive this channel and uh, what we do forward. So please do that too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um Let's get to some other the points that, that were coming in uh, from yesterday. So much to, to talk about. I wanted to touch on this, Johnny, because um, this this sums up the goldfish bowl that is uh, Glasgow and the nonsense that, that gets... I know uh, what you're going to talk about here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Michael Beale um, speaking yesterday about, uh, of course, uh, some people getting a tad upset uh, that he used the term other team uh, to describe Celtic last week um, when he was asked a question on can they uh, claw back the, the nine points he says well we need to lose games and the other team has to ha have to lose some um, and he says he was unhappy at that comment he says it was a, an innocent comment he said uh, listen I'm new back in the country didn't get where I am uh, being disrespectful to anybody I was asked a question that we are nine points behind and my answer was, we had to win and the other team had to lose some. That wasn't in any way disrespectful. I want to cut that short where it is. I've got no issue with naming the other team's names, Celtic, Aberdeen, Hibs or whoever it is. No way am I ever going to be disrespectful. Um, and he just went, he went on and said it was an innocent comment and it's been taken too far. Um, 
hopefully that's it nipped in the bud, Johnny. It's, it's, uh, for me, it's, it's it's sad that he has to come out and sort of defend himself for, for, for saying this the other day. He obviously felt really strongly about it, Derek, because he yeah. came... He came out with it unprompted. It wasn't in response to a question. No. He he brought it up. Yeah. Personally, I, I I don't think he should have given it the oxygen of publicity because now, today, the back pages are going to be full of this stuff and then yeah. now you're going to get a lot of columns coming on people's thoughts on this. So it kind of goes from a sort of minor controversy based around, I think, one column in the in the Sunday Mail by Hugh Kevens, um, and it, there might have been more that was uh, that was written about it, uh, but but I think that's the one that that, that I, I think saw. Andy, I think Andy Walker said it was disrespectful at the time, uh, wasn't it? So Andy Walker as well, yeah. right? Okay, so so there was a sort of um, um, I mean, I, I'm see, I wasn't even really aware of that because I kind of avoid these kind of stories. Yeah. Um, but for me, now it's going to kind of trundle on. Is he being disrespectful? Isn't he being disrespectful? It's classic kind of brainless Glasgow pish, um, for want of a better word. You know, I, <laughs> you know, it's just boring, really yeah. boring. Uh, and one of these kind of false controversies. If if he was doing it all the time, you know, then a different story. If he was seeing the other club all the time, consistently, and he was making a play of it, then okay. Then I think that, that then that's open to debate and the question about um, pandering or the question about um, whether or not it's respectful is yeah. uh, is I think uh, fair. Um, but I, I really think uh, we just need to uh, be a little bit more careful, given that it was a one-off comment. Yeah, and and this uh, explanation that Michael Beale's given is perfectly valid and viable and and no one could really come back because you know anyone in any given moment can say anything and it can be misconstrued and especially you know we've had it ourselves Derek in, in these live environments where you say something and you go I probably wouldn't have framed that like that if I if I'd thought about it more deeply you know yeah. um and it's just the way that life works especially when your every word or your every utterance is captured and Michael Beale's in that situation yeah. But, I mean, really, no one with a brain cell is taking this too seriously, I don't think. So, um, yeah, let's uh, let's move on. Yeah, yeah, abs absolutely. And uh, let's move on to tonight. Um, let's discuss what, how we think the team is going to uh, look like, uh, Johnny. I think you know, Michael Beale touched on, he was asked where, where he thinks that the players are in terms of um, getting his ideas across. He says we're 45 minutes in. He's uh, uh, that second half, I think, against Hibs. A lot of encouraging signs. Uh, it's by no way, uh, there's certainly a, a, lots of improvement to be done. He did touch on this at halftime. He, he felt that, oof, I've got a lot, a lot of work to do here um, to sort this out. Um, but we did see uh, shoots of uh, recovery in that second half against Hibs. It will give us a bit of encouragement heading into this game tonight. Um, in terms of the team then, um, do you think it's going to differ much from the, the side that started against Hibs? I think... There is going to be at least a Golden or a Ben Davis in that back line, you'd imagine. Yeah, uh, it sounded to me like they were both going to play Derek when uh, Michael Beale was talking about it at the press, mm. or talking about um, whether or not you know the, they will play the whole 90 minutes or not. So I think they're both starting. Goldson will be massive, absolutely massive. It's a tough, tough place to go. We know that Pataudry for Rangers is historically and based on the results not based on anything else a completely different proposition to what Celtic face up there 
Um, it's a it's a maelstrom. Albertino, go for it. Uh, I think there'll be more. Do you think they will, Johnny? Do you think that? Do you think they will? Because he was asked this. I mean, they they, they parked the bus. Uh, Jim Goodwin likes to park the bus against Rangers, and they did so at the weekend. Do you think? Do you think they'll do that? Will the Aberdeen fans uh, tolerate that against against Rangers tonight? Do you think they will have a go? I think they have to because Jim Goodwin's under serious pressure for the way yeah. he performed against Celtic. Uh, I don't mind that tactic. Jim Goodwin clearly thinks there's a way he can shut Celtic down. The problem was that they didn't have any outball. They didn't offer any threat. Now, he, he cited St Mirren before the game and how they performed. But the difference was St Mirren were a threat to Celtic. That's why they scored the two goals. But they, they had other chances as well. And while the the they dominated uh, play against St Mirren and Paisley, St Mirren had the ability to break and cause problems. Aberdeen didn't offer anything. It was a it was a nothing performance going forward. So it all came down to you either get a result playing like this, and if you don't, there's going to be huge levels of criticism. I've said before, and I'll say it again, it reminded me of Craig Levine's four six zero against uh, spot uh, against uh, in Prague against um, yeah. Check the Czech Republic. Republic. Yeah, because it was just there was no intent to get forwards. Um, like I say, Aberdeen are a proud club. And uh, you know, you know, their fans have an expectation of a certain level of standards uh, based on the size of their club in the context of Scottish football, and they're not happy when they see what is essentially a, a tactical surrender like that. Now, there's a reason behind it. We all know that. I, I just cannot imagine Jim Goodwin would do the same thing again. I think he would come under intense pressure for his job if he did that and they were to lose another one. Because, I, as I say, Aberdeen fans, they have a, 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 an expectation and, and, and I don't think that was being met. And I can totally understand it because it was grim to watch, Derek. I watched the game. It was one of the worst yeah. uh, games to watch. You know, it, it, there was literally no threat whatsoever. And, and I personally, I don't know about you, but I just watched it thinking Celtic are going to score here. Yeah. Um, it, it's only a matter of time. It's a matter of time. It might be the 89th minute. It might be the 93rd minute. They're going to score because you know they always score. Uh, and if you don't have the the kind of punch to 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 hurt them, then then they'll hurt you eventually. Uh, and, and Goodwin, for me, he, he needs to be more attacking, and that that plays into Rangers' hands. But that's the yeah. real politic of playing like that against Celtic. Um, yeah. And and I think uh, Rangers. Uh, will win comfortably tonight up there. I think it'll be, you know, a 2-0 job. Um, and I think that that'll be because of Goodwin being forced into a more attacking uh, tactic. Yeah. Well, Michael Wheel did say this. If teams do come out, it suits them uh, better. Yeah. And it does. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Rangers have had an issue this season with uh, breaking teams down. Uh, it's been an issue for some time, hasn't it? With the, the low block and getting in behind. Um, so the onus will be on the, the more creative players. like Alexa Malik, Tillman, Ryan Kent, uh, to really uh, carve those openings, um, it was interesting. He touched on Ryan Kent yesterday. He says I, I like to have uh, I like him to have the license to roam. Uh, I don't like him to play on one side of the pitch. Um, so uh, that was interesting. We did see that against Hibs, Johnny, didn't we? Where he was he was picking up uh, little positions in the front line all over the place, and that that keeps defenses guessing, doesn't it? He's not sort of pigeonholed and into that that one position as we've seen under Giovanni van Bronckhorst. Um, I think there's more fluidity in that that, that front line, um, which I'm a big fan of. I think that's uh, 
that's the best way forward. Who, who starts for you in that, that front line? No Antonio Cholak, of course. Uh, is it Alfredo again in, in, in fashion? Sakala up top playing the two two strikers up at Pataudry? I think so, mate. I think so. Um, I don't know what other option you feasibly have. I mean, you could play um, in Matondo up there. Now, we saw that against Leverkusen. I, I would play Sakala over Matondo every yeah. day of the, the week yeah. uh, because he, he delivers goals and assists and I mean, it's been under-talked about what a wonderful move that was for the goal that he scored. That's what Fashion Sakala can do. When he is given a chance, he is a very, very good finisher and he causes chaos. So I would go with Sakala and I would go with Morelos and I I think that's what he'll do. Anything else, Derek, I think you're raising eyebrows at the the lineup, aren't you? You're going... This doesn't really yeah. make sense unless there's something tactically that he feels he's identified that Rabi Matondo would uh, would offer yeah. a bigger threat. I, I think the big the big thing about Pataudry, mate, we can get we can get Josh on and go into the tactical detail of all this. But if my years of watching Scottish football have taught me anything, hmm. tactics go out the window a little bit in a game like this in Scottish football. It's going to be blood and thunder. It's going to be a hundred miles an hour. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be broken. And Rangers have to win the fight and then win the game. And it sounds archaic. It sounds your da. But (laughs) it's just a fact of life, unfortunately, in in this game. It's not the same, obviously, down south in the Premier League. It's not the same in Serie A. But Scotland is always going to have this element to it, this barbarism. That's the stuff. And and listen, that's part of the reason that we love it. You know, there's a yeah. there's a real kind of um, I was going to say nasty side, but this is a, a physically challenging side to Scottish football. And Rangers going up to Aberdeen, they're always going to find that uh, mm. waiting for them. So they have to be bang up for it. It's going to be a real cold night. They're going to have to be really warm and ready to go. And hopefully they can um, put a fire under Aberdeen's backside from uh, the club's yeah. point of view and stick another three points on the board. Yeah, the only question that that, that remains then, Johnny, is, um, of course, John Lundstrom played at the back uh, on Thursday night. Now, if uh, Goldson or Davis or the both of them come back in, uh, there's question marks over who starts in midfield. Now, Glenn Kamara and Ryan Jack with it, the... the the players trusted to carry out that role on Thursday night. Does John Lundstrom move into midfield? There's a bit of a headache there for the manager, is there not? You can't pick all three, I don't think. Um, who drops out between those three? Yeah, it's an interesting one, that. Now, does Ryan Jack play two games in such a short period of time? Um, it's... I say such a short period of time. It's really what five days, five days, Derek. Yeah, because we played oh, Thursday, man. so it's it's not it's not exactly playing at the weekend, is it? So it's, yeah, it's, it's so so. Weird. I don't know. I think um, if you're Michael Beale, you probably look at that second half performance and say that's how I want it to look. Hmm. So I suspect that he might just keep it as it is, but it depends on whether or not he wants to do a rotation and swap in Lundstrom for Jack. Yeah, I, I'd probably do that. I'd probably play Lundstrom, but um, Jack is definitely more tactically savvy than Lundstrom, who who is a bit more likely to make a run or to not cover someone in a way that leaves the team exposed. And that's something I think he's highlighted, Beal, 
that Rangers have a, a slight problem when it comes to the counter-attacks. Yeah. Um, and that, that's just down to him getting the team organised in terms of the way he wants to play. Ryan Jack offers him absolute discipline in that regard. So I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Jack retains his place. I think it'll be interesting to see how that how that pans out. I mean, Lundstrom yeah. has been sensational um, for, for, for a year. Um, he's had his ups and downs this season, but mostly yeah. still being one of the best players in the team. So I, I, I think that's going to be very telling about what is in store for Lundstrom and Jack, because I think we've talked about it. I, I would not be absolutely shocked if John Lundstrom is a loser in this switch of manager. Um, now, I, I, I don't think he will be. Probably think he'll still be a major, major player. Yeah. But the Beale system, um, if it's anything like the system they used at, at, under Gerard, I mean, Lundstrom didn't really fit it that well, did he? Now, that might have been other factors. It might have been just settling in, yeah. getting used to Scottish football. But uh, the evidence is there if you want to make that case. Yeah, I remember the podcast he done. I'm not not too sure if it was the one he done with uh, Paddy the Baddy, where he said that when Gerard came in, he was almost sort of wanting to. He was trying too hard to impress. I wonder if that was a factor at the start mm. of his Rangers career, perhaps. And uh, uh, who knows? But um, yeah, listen, I think it's a, a big decision that Michael B will have to make uh, tonight. Uh, who starts in midfield and and throughout the team? But let's hope that Rangers uh, do the business and carry on. Uh, where they left off uh, against Hibs on Thursday night. It's a huge game. We will have uh, all the, the pre-match stuff. Uh, I think there'll be a half-time spaces tonight, Johnny. If I, I'm there will be indeed. Yes, there yeah, will be if, indeed. If you follow us on Twitter, folks, um, these uh, proved pretty popular at, at halftime. We'll give our thoughts on uh, the first half events. And then, of course, we'll have all the, the post-match reaction as well. So stay tuned to uh, our social media channels and also the website for all uh, the reaction uh, and and things from the game tonight. Just head over to rangersreview.co.uk. Um, okay, we'll speak to you again later on. Um, but until then, enjoy uh, the rest of your Tuesday, and we'll speak to you later. Cheers. Bye.